0: Everybody, and welcome back to episode 12 of the shooting time podcast once again it is myself phil conkey got ryan graves and bill bartz we are all here ready to roll hey Let's how are we doing hey guys doing great on this uh, monday evening where we're I'm, my house is once again missing a huge storm just northwest wow we haven't gotten rain in like two weeks and i need a little bit so my grass doesn't die
1: have you been more on the dry side
0: the last few weeks other than that we had gotten a ton of rain but now it's just i'm literally looking at my satellite on my phone as i'm speaking here and 20 mile 15 miles north of us they're getting nailed and we're just missing it and that's happened every three days that's happened for us so wow. i don't necessarily need a ton but i wouldn't mind a half inch so i don't have to water the garden and I don't love that my grass grows a lot when it rains, but I'd rather not have it dead.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I don't think anyone hates mowing more than I do. So
1: <laughs> uh, That's one of the funny things about I, you. I Most guys I know like mowing, but you... are I hate it. Different.
3: Oh, no. Mowing, well, mowing is probably like in the top, you know, it ranks up in the top three of my favorite things to do.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I hate it. I hate, I hate it so much I hate, that I bought I an, ex- an expensive mower. Just because I hate it so much so I can do it faster and be done with it.
3: <laughs> oh, really? I just, hate, I just hate weed eating. That's Yeah, that it.
0: too. That too. All of it. I hate it.
3: Yeah. But, you know, I can, you know, t- to me, it's, it's you know, it's very satisfying. Like, you know, I just get on my mower. I got me a little zero turn and, hook, you know, listen to put a podcast on. And I've been listening to a lot of um, Dateline, Murder Mysteries, and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know. I love it. Like just quiet.
0: Yeah, I'm that's one thing I don't hate about no rain is that the lawn rapidly dec- stops growing. So,
3: I'm, I mean, I'm, so but, I'm so anal about my yard. I've, you know, recently hired True Green to come and do their eight step process on it to, to make it thicker and, and grow more.
0: You're like my neighbors. <laughs> I don't have neighbors on, I live like a weird, I live on a Denon road. And like a road that runs in front of my house and no, I don't have neighbors on either side of me, but I have one across the street and one kind of kitty corner and that's it. And both of those guys are like mow your lawn two times a week, no matter what. Absolutely. The cross cut mowing and spraying, and they're out there with weed eaters for half an hour and watering. And all I'm trying to do is just keep the thistles down. (laughs) <laughs> and, and these guys and so I'm like you know there's like a little pressure on me to you know make mine look as nice which I don't do you yeah. know, I'd rather go fishing or who knows about anything other than sitting in the lawn mower so yeah, can't take not.
3: it I mow at least twice a week sometimes three times a week oh my god <laughs>
0: if I, I did that in my lawn well you wouldn't even I wouldn't even know where to mow after the second time because it wouldn't grow fast enough <laughs>
3: So you're kind of like, you know, what is it? I think Phil Robertson always used to say, like, you know, he didn't worry about the grass, the frost to get it in the fall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's kind of your motto too. I,
0: yeah, I keep it. Re- I mean, I want it to look like respectable. I don't want it to look. I don't want it to look like I'm like I really care, but I want it, don't want it to look like I don't care. <laughs> I, uh, if I that makes sense, I you know, like. I keep it so it doesn't get attention. No one will ever drive by my yard and be like, oh, my God, that yard is amazing. (laughs) But you'll never have the old people drive by and say, oh, that place is really going to shit since they (laughs) moved in there. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, man. So on the fun of things, have you guys done anything halfway fun the last week besides mowing?
3: Honestly, it's been so hot here. That, you know, it's just really just almost unbearable to be outside. I mean, you know, other than mowing and just trying to keep everything looking good outside the house, and you know, um, I haven't done a whole lot outside. I actually, you know, it took me 10 days, but I binge watched all seven seasons of um, Sons of Anarchy. You know, i
0: saw that you posted that i've you know that's a tv show i've never ever watched in my life
3: well you know i, I the funny part is is like i've was, i've never been a tv watcher until this covid deal um so i i had literally in, in in 41 years never watched like a a tv series or anything like that i've just never been you know so but anyway some you know my friends that I cover are like you know you need to watch sons of anarchy it's got a great story and and, you know, I do like watching, like, you know, you know I read well. I like listening to, like, crime stuff. And they're like, oh, you love Sons of Anarchy. So, um, like, but like I said last night, like, man, it's after you know, I needed to watch the Hallmark channel just to clear my head, you know, after you know, well,
0: what I've heard about that is it's messed up. So,
3: yeah, but it, it's got to, you know, if, if you can get past like all the gruesome parts and all that, I mean, it's got a great. It's got a great story to it, so. But I've been watched that and Yellowstone in the last month, so that's, you know.
1: I've been thinking lot, about tuning into tape, Yellowstone.
3: It's pretty good. I mean, you know, it's. I remember last year when we were going to Canada. One of the guys we went with, like, we were sitting next to me on the plane, and then I get to the airport, and you know, I look over at him to say something, and you know, and, like he had his earbuds in, And he was watching Yellowstone. And I thought. You know, you know, obviously, this is pre COVID, so I didn't watch TV and I didn't know what it was. Our wife started watching it, so I started watching it with her. Pretty good, you know. I mean, but believe me, if I had anything better to do, I would not be watching TV. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's
0: tough so, right now to, to get motivated to do anything really fun. You so. know, as,
3: as a teacher, I have, you know, summers off and, and, and the COVID and all that. It was like I got all the things that I spend all summer doing, all that done early. So just kind of been. And honestly, like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit stubborn. I'm, I'm not like anti-mask during this COVID deal, but our, the state of Kentucky is the governor's made it mandatory. You have to wear a mask every, you know, everywhere you go. And I just told my wife, like, you know, I just, if I'm going to wear a mask, I'm going to be getting paid for it. So if I'm not going to work, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so.
0: Well, it's probably best anyways, not it, to. It is. Point. Let, it, let it get done and get it over us, so we can get the hell on with things and
3: exactly i mean i'm not going. Like I say i'm not anti-wearing one i just don't want to wear one so yeah. so with that said i just don't go anywhere
0: mm-hmm. makes sense bill so, did you end up did you end up looking for your mushrooms this week
1: yeah i did uh this morning i went um i've been um going down the world of of mushroom hunting actually most of my life but it started as morels and I'm trying to expand my knowledge and it's, it's like almost every season spring through fall, there's some form of mushrooms, edible mushrooms to be looking for. And, uh, I found chanterelles last summer, late last summer. There were some just good enough. What, what's a chanterelle? Cause I don't, know. um, it is a small orange mushroom, uh, kind of looks like a little trumpet coming out of the ground. Um, it's gilled on the underside, Oh, I don't I've know. If,
0: are they like, how big
1: are they? Like, um, um, They're the plus? size of like uh, a golf, a ping pong ball to a tennis ball, I suppose. Something like that. But, okay. you know, it all started with morels for me. But the world of hunting mushrooms does not end at morels. That's for sure. Actually, that's just the, the gateway to, to that hobby. And and uh, this time of year is, is chicken of the woods and chanterelles. Well, anyway, last year it was on Madeline Island up in um, – it's one of the Apostle Islands in northern Wisconsin. Um, I found a whole mess of chanterelles, and that was my first introduction to them. And it might have been nostalgic. Phil, you could probably relate to this. It was, we are on a camping trip, and we were eating fish. Not that I caught. I, I hate to say it's stuff we had to buy. But then we, we cooked these chanterelles over the fire, and I can't say it's the best mushroom I ever had, but one of the better ones I've had, maybe it was the experience. So I said next summer, I'm going to be hell bent on these things and look for them. So I dedicated some time to it this week around my place. And, um, and then chicken of the woods is the other one. It's another orange one. Um, they're both summertime, like July mushrooms, although you can find them at all different times of the year. But I underestimated one thing and that was the damn mosquitoes like i, I knew i knew they were going to be bad and so i wore um kind of like rain gear and like a bug net and all that kind of stuff but it was it still i couldn't handle it like as soon as i got into the, the woods the sound is too much oh it was the sound and like as soon as i and like with mushroom hunting i mean you can't like delicately walk through the woods you got to sort of cover ground you know and once mm-hmm. I started stirring up that undergrowth, you know, I'm sure mosquitoes are bad all over, but in Minnesota, it's ridiculous. It's terrible. So I tried, I tried looking for them. I found a chicken of the woods, um, a few days ago. And then today I went back to go harvest it. Cause again, I'm, I'm a novice to mushroom hunting. I mean, I suppose compared to your average outdoorsman, I have a leg up on them, but compared to a lot of mycologists and the guys that are really into this, I'm a complete amateur. And, uh, um, I found a chicken of the woods earlier this week. And so I was really excited about that. And I thought that, um, I thought that I could let it grow and I learned the hard way. Like you can't, you should hard, like if it was, cause it was good and fresh and like morels or hen in the woods, my that's another one I, I find a lot of. You can let them grow and develop more. And, uh, chicken in the woods i found out you can't because i waited a couple days i went back to go harvest it thinking it'd be bigger and it was gone huh
0: Ugh. Oh, Man, things, i had I to know so little about mushrooms yeah. it's uh, one of those things i wish i knew more about but i don't feel like we get well, we don't have a lot of woods here to start with so i don't spend a lot of time doing it other than in the spring when i you know by chance run into morels which i haven't done in for years now
3: Man, what? i got to give you credit, Bill. Like, I didn't really know there was other mushrooms out in the woods besides morels. So I'd say you love mushrooms if you're going out and fighting mosquitoes to find them.
0: Oh, it's brutal being out there right now. Oh, I I think. I, there's no way I would want to do that.
3: Mushrooms are one of those things I remember as a kid, you, you could have paid me to eat one. But, um, but now I love mushrooms.
1: Mhm. And that's kind of where I've fallen into it. Like I say morels it was all about, you know, the hunt and I love turkey hunting and those two seem to be somewhat symbiotic and in that, but the fall mushroom hunting scene is what I stumbled into and in I mean I love being out in the woods and stuff, but some of these other ones are unbelievable to eat. I mean, they do taste like good steak or chicken or even sh- uh shellfish depending on what kind of mushroom you find. There's this one called a lion's mane. And I, I would compare it to like fish or a lobster tail, somewhere in between those two. And it's, it's a damn mushroom, and it grows wild. Sweet. You know how weird is that? Yeah, yeah but you know, again, about, dealing dealing with the heat and the mosquitoes, I had to tap out. I, I couldn't do it.
3: How about those mushrooms you find under cow patties?
1: <laughs> I
0: think you stay away from those.
3: You, you know ones, yeah, ones yeah, ones, yeah, you do. I don't, are the ones I don't that know much, but over? I know that. In pink elephants, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. You probably sure. see
0: those before you pass out. I would curl. say,
3: you know, that's. I have no, um, no knowledge of them. I just know of them. <laughs> no experience.
1: That's something else. Yeah, I'm trying to learn. It's. I spend more time uh, trying. Well, I shouldn't say spend more time, but I'm trying. Like in my book that I use, uh, they they list off the top toxic or inedible ones and actually that's part of my hunt now is trying to find those ones and i don't know there's there's not a lot out there i'm very careful and i just go for the ones that i know are for sure safe so
3: we have a bunch um, of around our pine trees in the backyard Um, sure and the funny part is like i'll be out there one night at you know seven or eight o'clock at night and there won't be anything and i'll go out there the next morning and there'll be a hundred of them right there
1: yeah, they can fruit really fast or grow, or I don't know. It's a whole other world. Like I say, I'm a I'm a mm. novice. That's for sure. Yeah. So Fun cool. nonetheless. It's it's. I'm always trying to find things to fill in. You know, hunting season and fishing and turkey hunting and all that stuff. And mushrooms is a is a good one. Trips my trigger.
0: Just something to keep a guy busy. Mm-hmm. That's kind mm-hmm. of what. I mean, this last. I don't know what day it was. Sometime earlier this week, I went out. Even just for a little canoe ride just to a marsh that's about 15 miles from my house it's kind of a it's like the perfect thing that i love for a duck slew it's got cattails and open water and then you know like the open little channels that you drop you boat through to get in bigger water and then little channels yeah. again and so i went for a little canoe ride on that the other night it was just perfect out it was like yeah. 65 little breeze
3: yeah i saw your pictures and, on that map that's one thing i'm jealous of you on it's like you know we just don't have that stuff around here to have you know i would love to have that uh place to take the take the boys out and just go on a little canoe ride look at ducks you know we just don't have any wetlands around here at
0: all no it was fun it was neat like i don't i mean i'm out a ton in the spring in march and april and then in may a turkey hunt but i'm not on the water much then and it's cool being out there because it was nice somehow there was no mosquitoes but man, the um, like the little ducks that were around. Um, I think the pictures I posted were of um, pied billed grebe babies, which I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, they were; they'd fit easily in the palm of my hand. Yeah, that was cute. And they were, and they actually thought I was their mom. I think because they came towards me, because um, the mother took off and went the other way, and I, I kind of, I just stopped and waited for her to come back, and I scooted around, but. <clears throat> I was shocked at how many ducks I saw just in this one little thing. And it's not a big slew. It was maybe, I don't know, 40 acres or so. It wasn't huge. And there was a fair amount of broods on there, probably a half dozen different ducks that I saw with with babies. Um, that's, so that's a good sign. That's
3: cool. I like that picture of the ruddy duck you posted.
0: Oh, uh, the, the back of its head? Yeah. I'm going to use that one for, uh, well, now I gave it away, but. Enough people don't listen, this that it won't matter for uh, identify this duck type of thing because it was mm. you don't see that view very often just the back of their head where you can't see their bill. Yeah,
3: exactly, and you know they're in color in the summertime where a lot of ducks aren't.
0: Well, yeah, that yeah they actually get better. They they like I wonder what when they molt. I want to look into that. I've never seen that before because mm-hmm. I mean they must molt, and it seems to me like they molt in uh, October or November. Because they get worse looking as duck season goes on, it seems until about February. <laughs> so, sure. but yeah,
3: back in the old market oh. days, they were ruddy ducks. They were referred to as the dollar ducks. You know, on the yeah, market, they were big. You know, you, Max would bring seven dollars a piece, and ruddy ducks brought a dollar.
0: And that's weird that they were a big one because now they have a they have got a reputation as not being a good eating duck. Supposed
1: but, to be a bad, yeah. Was it for eating, Ryan? Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was for eating. Did we talk about this in the last podcast? Or am I making that no? Up? I think we texted about it. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, yeah. But, so why the ruddy duck? That then I can ask that. Well, I mean, they're a, they're just a plant eating duck like everything else. Was it feathers? Did they have a certain feather? Do you think? Well, it yeah, no, it was, food. it was food. No, it was food. Yeah, they were, I mean, tab- they were considered good table
0: fare. And if you look it up, if you Google it, um, they're actually like, I think if you go beyond you know, things on the refuge forum or that kind of stuff. If you look to where people actually know how to cook and take care of, of meat, they say that they're a very good eating duck. I just have never, I've never shot one because.
3: Because it's well, already. Well, they just show
0: up in your decoys all of a sudden without <laughs> right. even paying attention. And the next you know, here pops one up right in your pocket.
3: Yeah, like I said, I think, you know, I've only shot a, a handful in all the years I've hunted. And that was, you know, on a city reservoir back home. And and that's been 20 years ago. But the funny part is, like I said, they they didn't fly. You know, you just look up. Like I said, there's one swimming in your decoys. Uh, Like I said, I don't remember if I ate it or not, or if I give it away, or but uh, so I can't say that I've ever had one. And even if I did, oh, you know, I'll default say that I, you know, I'm I'm not a cook. So (laughs) uh, you know, I'm not somebody that you want to you know. To bring your best duck
0: dish, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're just one of those weird birds that, I mean, they are a duck, considered a duck, but man, look like in the duck hunter's eye, they're not really,
2: Yeah,
0: we're generally not one of those things that you're going to ever hear someone go out and chase and say, man, I can't wait to bring home a strap <laughs> full of ruddy ducks. Like, yeah. it just doesn't happen. So <laughs> one of those, one of those oddball, oddball birds.
1: I would you know find what? that hunter very interesting if I saw him coming into the landing with a strap full of ruddies.
3: Yeah, he'd probably been eating those mushrooms we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: he would. He would take to my mushroom, my mushroom <laughs> stuff, wouldn't he? Yeah. man, that'd be so,
0: wild. Yeah. yeah, those guys just aren't around. I don't think so. You know, with all those babies, I've seen. Um, I've also seen a fair amount of ducks flying here. Just just
1: started in the last couple of days. Does the hatch seem to be up? Like I'm hearing all these reports of good hatches and that. Yeah, I mean, is it is it pretty clear in your neighborhood? I'd say
0: it's good. Sweet. Um, it's definitely it's definitely very good. Um, I've even heard of people seeing geese flying into um like wheat fields and that kind of stuff already now. So that's early. I mean, a few years ago we had that August season in like it started the in mid August, and there'd be times fields that have would have 100 to 200 geese in it but they weren't flying into it they were walking into it coming right out of a slough so and they weren't those birds weren't really flying yet but you know that's a full month ahead of time so that's good to see and you know i just thought about this but it's probably about time for those dudes that are out the big band hunters Mm -hmm. to get out and start start scouting out their fields so they can find their wheat fields full of bands and shoot 15 on opening day.
3: Mm -hmm. The funny part about that is, is, you know, and we don't have a whole lot of resident geese around here, but like, you know, I've, I've, I've read and heard so much about it, you know, the, the whole band chasing thing. Like, like, when did that get, I mean, I don't remember that, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, is that something, is that
0: man? I, you know, it would be easy to lay blame on Fred Zink and company, um, based on the name of their videos called band hunters, but I don't think that specifically is it. I think it, I mean, it goes along with so many changes over the past 15 to 20 years, um, I mean, that's, of course, what we're going to notice is over that time period, because that's kind of when we were kids to now middle-aged adults or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, like 15 or 20 years ago, 20 years ago for sure, like band hunting itself was not a thing. And I and it's just one of those deals where so many aspects of the hunting world have changed. Um you know, and a lot of it based off the internet, um, that it, it kind of pushed those changes forward as people start to look at things differently and get exposed to different ideas. And you know, that's I and mean, that's definitely one of them. Um,
3: I mean, it's almost like you know, it's like a, a bane is like a, a feather in your cap. Like you know, it's almost like you're not a you're not a seasoned waterfowler if you don't have a a lanyard full your full bane's. Mm-hmm.
0: No, oh yeah, it's definitely it's a status symbol now for sure. I guess, and you know, well, you know, it's, uh, you laugh when you know you'll see a nineteen-year-old dude with you know thirty bands on his lanyard, and like you know that isn't telling me anything about your experience <laughs> as a duck or a goose hunter at all. It means you got lucky a few times and you shot a bunch, or you bought them,
3: or you know, um, so you getting them off eBay. Well, I mean, also, yeah. you know, I mean, or this- you. I mean, this is like my twenty eighth season. You know, I've got um, I don't know, I've probably got fourteen or fifteen bands total. I I know I've only got three goose bands, and you know, I've harvested a lot of geese. But but um, up until this past season, you know, I had I killed a I killed a mallard drake band in, on opening day of duck season two thousand seven. And I did not kill another mallard band until this past season, and I shot two.
0: That's how duck bands go, and that, and that's realistically that's how like bands should be acquired is that way, yeah. not fifteen in a month or fifteen in one week or. So day. I mean,
3: so I guess like the goose deal—that's like, you know, they banned so many resident geese. I mean, that's that's the quickest way to be a badass hunter you know the, the quickest way to get your bands i guess mm-hmm. yeah, so the I, problem
0: with it is it the the people who are getting them and and like truly want them like that are going out chasing them they're the ones who are basically like eroding the coolness value of bands mm-hmm. because when all of a sudden you see everybody that has them well okay well,
3: who no, cares honestly, what no, what
0: does that mean anymore yeah. and, but,
3: on, and honestly i was we had this conversation, Duck Pond. I think last year, like you know, I think um, you know, I mean, I, I wear my bands on my lanyard, but like, but if I didn't wear it, where else would I put them?
0: You, oh yeah, you know there's I mean? a lot of people who like, won't flat out won't wear them, but yeah, like you put them on your lanyard just because that's where you're at when you get them. So
3: yeah, and then they got a story to tell, but I mean, I agree with what you said. It's uh, the nostalgic of them has kind of died down just because of become such a, a status symbol where guys will go to, you know, there's no length they won't go to to
0: get them. Oh, yeah. I mean, between losing friends and driving and scouting. And, I mean, I've always, I've never done this, but I've always meant to ask the question on my Instagram pages, you know, would you rather shoot 200 mallards in a year and get no bands or shoot 20 mallards and get 10 bands? Like, I'm afraid of what the answer would be. Yeah,
3: that's probably not healthy and i'll say i mean we just we don't you know <laughs> i don't healthy. i don't know about where y'all are but we, we don't we just don't kill a lot of bands um you know no
0: I, we don't either
3: For a club you know i mean um uh, i don't know if we kill one or two a year i mean that's you know that, that's a lot you know And there's some years we'll go and not kill any. know i mean they do band a lot of wood ducks around here so um you know, some wood ducks, are. it's pretty common to kill a, a banded wood duck. But as far as, like, mallard bands, you know, we just we just don't see any. And I was, you know, and as far as the, the spot that, you know, I prefer to hunt the most, which is mainly a mallard spot. Like, you know, we've been hunting there over 15 years. And I bet you, I remember the first year we had it, we shot two bands there in one day. And it was probably another 10 years before we saw another band that killed.
0: Yeah, that's wild how that works. There's just something... I mean, some places definitely have, this. like, I mean, Arkansas seems like that is a place where they all concentrate and they go to, but you have to kind of temper that with how many ducks they shoot. I mean, they shoot more ducks than anyone besides maybe California. So, of course, they're going to shoot more. In a mallard band, if you're just out hunting ducks, just shooting mallards as they come into your decoys and not focusing on bands, like... I would say where I'm at, it's a one to one out of three hundred to four hundred type deal that you're gonna get abandoned mallard.
3: Yeah, I would honestly say that's probably where I was at. You know, since you know, I mean, it was um, almost 12, 13 years since I killed one, and I say I hunt a lot. Um, you know, we just we just don't see them. But also, too, another thing I find comical is like you look at Instagram and you see all these. These young guys got these lanyards full of bands and stuff. Like, you know, they might only be 20 years old, but the banding programs have declined so much in the last 12 to 15 years that, you know, I'm mean, they're not, I don't know, I, I don't want to step out of my lane here and give a, a percentage, but like, I would say it's probably cut half of what it used to be. So, like, 15 years out of their life, you know, the, the, the banding has been cut, but they've got all these bands. So,
2: oh yeah
0: you know, it's it just it just the focus is put on there and I think that's something one of the things that's changed about hunting is that, um, mm-hmm. that that bands have that focus has changed it's something that's been put on by people being put in touch with each other through the internet and then it's created its own thing I mean it just wasn't a thing before Like, I mean I've, I've talked about this with Bill before when I was you know 12 years old like I just didn't Last thing on my mind if I shot a duck was if it had a band on it. And I certainly wasn't gonna be disappointed if it didn't have a duck or have a band. I mean I probably didn't even think of it.
3: Yeah, I um, I, I know I didn't. And I'll yeah. say like my group of friends now, like you know, if we pick up a bird and it's got a band on it, you know, cool, but like but there I, I don't think there's a person in our group of friends that hunt that is like anticipating picking up a band when they see a banded bird and they go to pick it up. You know, no, I, you, and just... I was, you know, and to say that, you know, I was, um, the first one I killed last year was in southern Illinois. I went back up there early in the season, before our season kicked off, and um, I was a guest at a place, and I was sitting in the front of the boat, and there was a guy driving the boat. Um, you know, I had just shot a Mallard Drake right off my end. like They was loading up their guns, and we were all getting ready to go, so I was the only one that had a gun and shot it. I didn't think anything of it and he went and picked it up and he threw it at me and he said your bird's banded and I said I thought, What? I looked at it and he's like bird was banded like there's that's one of those things it's like a, it's not like a, the anticipation of getting over there to see if it was banded. You know, that that just
0: It just happened to be just happened to be.
3: It just happened to be, so um I don't know, but then in hindsight, you know, I'm sure you guys agree. I mean I think they're super cool when I shoot one or when a buddy shoots one. I mean, I can't can't wait to, um, you know, if we do see one, you know, we'll usually, with our phones now, we'll put it in right then and there to see where it comes from.
2: So,
0: yeah, there's no question that they're cool. Yeah. I just think the focus on them takes away from a lot of the actual
3: nostalgia of the sport,
0: nostalgia and story and what duck hunting is i mean it's not going out to collect bands yeah. i mean it is for some people that's, well i think that's, that's unfortunately
1: the, i think that's what it changes you know you talk about mm-hmm. how things have changed and i can remember when i first got into waterfalling. maybe not when i first let's say as i started becoming more seasoned i was excited to say we got our limit or we got a bunch of birds or yeah the the geese did end up coming off of this certain pond and they came in really nice. We did really well or or whatever it was. Um, you know, and, and it just, I, I, I always wanted to be successful and now for some reason bands, I wouldn't even say recently, like the change started ever since about 20 years ago that like the definition of success of a hunt maybe is where I want to go with this is now defined Mm -hmm. by, did you get bands? So, like, I could say, hey, Ryan, I went to this really neat spot, and we shot a limited geese, and it seems like a common question now. I won't ask it, but a common question now is, oh, yeah, did you get any bands? And That's the first question. Yeah, it's like the first question, and that's... that's, The first
0: question anybody asks is, did you shoot bands? I go, "Uh, no, What? who
2: cares? Right. That's so so
3: different. I mean, honestly, we have, like, um, you know, our club, will use that Ducks Unlimited journal app, you know, so there's like a few of us that'll, from our different spots that we hunt within the club, we'll go in there and put, um, you know, and it's got a choice of when you log the hunt, if a bird was, one of the birds was banded. I wouldn't even know that an, one of our club members at another spot killed a band if I didn't see it on there. You know, that oh, they, that's they, crazy. They, you know, I mean, cause it's not, yeah, it just one doesn't those, get around. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm kind
0: nice. of the same. Like, I mean, I'll text like a couple of my best buddies if yeah. I got one, but like beyond that, I don't. Like, you know, no one. Like, I don't really care, and I'm happy if one of my friends shoots one if I'm not with, or if they get one and I'm with. But you know, I, we don't certainly don't make a huge fuss about it. But I mean, I, well, so I, here's I, the epi- the epitome of this of this story right here, and we can maybe, if unless you guys got a lot more to say, is I saw a photo whether it was real or stage or whatever, I don't know, of some kid that was, like, 18 years old, and he was crying because he shot his first band. <laughs> Come on. Like, that was, like, the epitome of his duck hunting career was complete now because he shot a band, and now everybody can be happy. And So, yeah, mm. I saw that. I saw
1: that. I was like, wow, that's... But That's,
0: I, it says a lot of in terms of like what's changed. So,
1: but I do want to set the record straight. Uh, I agree with everything we just talked about. But um, I remember some geese we shot just this last season. We got a couple bands, and we did a quick picture before we uh, packed out of the field. And uh I took those two banded birds and had them in the picture, belly up and the band's kind of showing a little bit for the camera yeah. so well, there's no
0: question that they're cool to get like it's neat it's yeah, neat that, uh, it, it never, And I think it's that was it's neat when you hunt. get them
1: organically like when like, right. the just happened yeah <laughs> not 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 so much the change of um well so were, yeah I guess I guess I feel ethically okay because I've never scouted out a band hunt.
0: No. Yeah, that's you're the way you're shooting geese isn't you're like you're never gonna pile up twenty in a day and you're you're not chasing just banded geese so it's mm-hmm. an entirely different thing and I think it's like those are the ones to be cool of because it happened like it just like happened by pure luck like I think that's neat yeah. that's
3: yeah, the that's way that it should how, be
0: a band should that's come
3: how, that's how pretty much I mean, honestly
0: well, that's why they band that exactly. they don't band for you to be shot to be targeted to from, ruin a project for having. To Have the band, yeah. So, four you know, guys
1: like, can ruin an entire project, yeah. And, and that's, I, and that's, that's a pretty essentially popular, what's happening,
3: yeah. That's a pretty popular thing to do, I think, up in the Pacific Northwest. Is, to, We're in is, is mm-hmm. the when here is the band hunt?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. There, and it's it gets done here too, but that's it's right. done differently. They're there, they're, they're doing it like in the same place every day, and they're just letting multiple birds come in, come in, come in until one lands here. People scout out with spotting scopes the fields that have the geese, fields and or sloughs and or lakes. Yeah, and that's where that's where they hunt, and then they just they follow those birds all the way through the season until they leave. So.
3: Yeah, I mean, see that that's definitely foreign to me. I like, honestly, will yeah. be honest, I didn't even really realize that it got into that extreme. Oh yeah,
0: it's not uncommon.
3: I mean, I'm a duck I hunter. Mean. You know, ninety eight percent of duck hunters. So, like, you know, I mean, that that's not even a. But I, but, you know, back in the day in Southern Illinois when we got these, like, you know, I used to drive around binoculars and stuff looking for neck bands just because I like to, I wanted to call them in, and
2: mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm.
3: which basically that's why they were put on there. But, um, but I didn't realize that it had got to the extent of people, you know.
2: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, it def, me. it definitely is. There's no, there's no question that that's a thing now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so when you look at the focus that has changed on that in just the last 20 years, it'd be interesting to think of like what, you know, the sport, if you want to call it a sport or pastime or whatever, will look like in 20 years from now, because the, the changes it's had in 20 years past are huge. I mean, even just look at like, even just gear changes and technology that we use, that has changed the way that hunting occurs Significantly, I mean, you can, you can, we can throw mojos out as the first thing.
1: I mean, twenty years ago, that was just starting. That's about what it was as twenty years ago yeah. on those things, right? It was, yeah. uh, I, I mean, mean like
3: the first time I remember seeing them was on December of ninety nine. So yeah, yeah. twenty twenty one years.
1: Yeah, 20, 20 plus years ago, but I mean, game changer entirely. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, it it literally opened up a whole new realm duck hunting mm-hmm. field mallard hunting you can't say it didn't exist but it was nothing like it is now people weren't going to go out and consistently shoot 20 30 40 50 60 mallards a day mm-hmm. without a mojo
3: so i remember like the, the first year i went to manitoba was like 2001 actually no 2002 i'm sorry but um, i don't remember having you know, I mean, we were mainly goose hunting, I think, but we, I mean, we, we killed a lot of ducks, but I don't remember having, you know, having spinners and also don't remember seeing all that many people up there hunting either. You know, so, I mean, in my opinion, say I could be wrong by saying this, but it seems to me that, that, you know, since the advent of spinners, you know, like the, the number of hunters going north of the border has, um, has probably quadrupled you know it seems like mm-hmm. i used to go up there and it would pothole hunt for ducks and, and field hunt for geese now it, it's just you're, you're doing all your hunting and uh, you are doing all your hunting in the dry fields I'm like saying i'll put this out there too i don't want to be a hypocrite because you know i mean i go to canada and do it each october so mm-hmm. uh, but
0: well it's just it's just opened up opportunities and it's made i mean realistically it's made it easier to duck hunt like you don't have oh, to yeah. put on laters you're not going to get muddy you're not trudging through a field the chances of success are much higher if you find a feed with three or four thousand ducks in it um, to shoot those than it is to go you know hunt a little slough somewhere where there's a couple hundred birds using it and it's harder to hide and
3: absolutely kind of and you, you know and it's just you don't have to have as much gear you don't have to have a boat you don't have to drag canoes around mm-hmm. you don't have to I mean you can literally drive out into the fields and you know and, and set up and hunt but you it's know.
1: starting to change now but your concealment wasn't near as much of an issue no it's you don't
0: you generally don't have to hide
1: well i don't want to well, say well it is it's it's changing like people are probably going to go you know oh bullshit you still got to yeah. hide yes you, you do yeah, you do you do but i know for a fact 2000 three, four, five, six. I spent a lot of time up in Alberta. And I mean, I did a lot of hunts. We never brushed blinds. They were just more of a backrest for us.
3: Yeah. And and I think a lot of that too is like the more than anything, a lot of it's just motion. You know, I mean, I look on, and look at and read some of this stuff about the, you know, these new panel blinds out in the middle of a big field.
0: I've done it. You know, I did it last year.
3: Exactly. And obviously it works, but like, you know, and that goes back to kind of what we talked about, like, maybe two weeks ago is, you know, are birds getting smarter or, or are they dumber? We've got to make up our mind. Like,
0: you Yeah, know they're not you know? getting if, smarter if, in that respect if, at if, all.
3: Exactly. So,
0: um, It's just, it's one of those, it's a weird, it's a weird thing what what that's done to open it up. I mean, you know, you can even say blinds are a different thing piece of technology that we didn't have years ago
1: yeah that's really interesting so you talk about blinds in a field and you know we're kind of mentioning 20 years ago there's probably 25 20 maybe 30 years ago but layouts were such a big deal but pre-layouts field hunting um again i'm talking about canada but i know it's been done in a few other places people used to hunt out of willow blinds is what i knew them as
3: yeah, finch rows and willow blinds.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, and now, see, now you go to the present, and 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 now it's called A frames. I mean, same concept, but that that was something of the past, and it's kind of funny how it's reemerging in the scene now today. Yeah, yeah just
0: well, really, what is it? Just caught on. Someone, yeah. someone took it and said, you know what, we can turn this into money, and then they pushed it and marketed it and then it became a thing well, yeah, and it you know. works and for a reason I mean, there's a reason yeah but and same with mojos i mean mojos work I mean yeah, there's, well. No, well, that, there's
3: no well that's doubt and, that and you've always <laughs> got to find something that's new and fresh because if you don't you're not selling anything if everybody's yeah. layout blinds and it's gonna have, you're gonna have a hard time selling layout blinds you know every year so you've got to constantly you coming up so i mean i mean but phil when you hunted out of that layout blind mean, did you not feel like you stuck out or like
0: Oh, out well, of the a frame. Yeah, it was, it was the panel blind. Yeah, um, yeah. We we were. An, I got tricked because I'm not. I I'm not a, a mallard field hunter.
3: Yeah,
0: and uh, I didn't and get I know my buddy. Yeah, no. I know, I'm I'm telling the the people listening.
3: But I know, how, know how big of, how. But I know how big on, on you are on concealment.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, big on so. huge on concealment. And so we were goose hunting. Um, and it had this field had like it was a cornfield, pit cornfield, and it had a fair amount of stalks still standing that were kind of random around a little clumps of them. So we thought we could get away with just sticking the A-frame out there and the geese came and man, they wanted nothing to do with us. Like they did not play that game, but the Mallards, they had, we they had no care in the world. Yeah. We shot our 15 in like 20 minutes. And I don't think, I think we had like one little small bunch that flared and there should have been no reason that they didn't flare, but they just don't associate that with danger. And yeah, I felt like we stuck out, but we looked similar enough to things that were in the field that
4: yeah. it didn't
0: really matter. So, and that's a case where definitely technology and changes have helped something that we did not really have on the hunting market 20 years ago. Now it's helped.
3: That's just one of those things for me. Like, I mean, I, no matter how good you got a camo, I mean, I would just. No matter, I would just feel like we stuck out like a boner in sweatpants, you know? Like, it's, yeah.
2: <laughs> you
3: know, and, well, uh, and, but, you know, me and Sean Stalls had these conversations and, you know, he swears by them and loves them in and, and the comfort level. But to me, it would just be, a, I would just have to get that out of my head.
0: That like, It's strange. Like you do, you feel really weird sitting there, especially in the middle of the field. You're know, like, I've used them a fair amount on edges or in like waterways or. Things like that, where they actually blend in, and man, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're super deadly then because they, they have no clue whatsoever. But God, those times where you just stick them in the middle of the field, it's strange. And you well, I bet you, twenty years from now, that probably won't work anymore because no, it'll have happened enough. But those birds will have learned a little bit. No,
3: one argument that I will not buy is the fact that you know I've heard people say that you know the layout blinds have been out long enough now that they're not effective. You know, the birds got used to them. Uh, and there's no way that you can tell me that, or convince me that, you know, if you, if you take and put four or five layout blinds, you know, right next to each other, where it looks like one thing, yeah. you're, you're not going to feel more concealed or be more concealed than an A-frame blind. Because, I mean, it's not as tall, you know, so I mean, and, you, know, you know, and it's just, I don't know, I mean.
0: I think it, it, okay, so I'll I'll come at it from a different way. I... I think it's the same. You can take the A-frames take the same approach as like my boat blind does. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's big enough that it's not noticeable. And the, yeah. the thing with A-frames, like if you put two or three or panel blinds or whatever, if you put two or three of those together, you're actually better off than just one.
3: Just one. Yeah.
0: Because it's big enough and it it just doesn't look like. A person or a blob or a piece of danger just looks like a big thing out there. Mm-hmm. Or it's the same with my boat, it's big enough that we've set it on the edges of a shore five feet from the shoreline behind us because we couldn't get up to the back. We said, well, let's just try it. And we had the boat cameled well, but man, they just they came in like nothing and landed like in our faces, ducks and geese. But, it, you but know- and but I feel like if you had like a little a canoe, or I, I feel like if we'd had a layout blind in that same spot, like they would have been like, Hmm, I don't think so. <clears throat> Cause it's, it's too small and maybe suspicious at that point.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, no, so, I mean, it's really no different than, you know, you, you come down here, a lot of these, these big open water lakes and you see all these big open water blinds, you know, just yeah,
0: big in open the middle, straight up in the middle,
3: which, you know, and, and there's, and the guys kill ducks, you know, consistently. Like oh, like yeah, there's no I, question to me. I think it's just mm-hmm. a mental, aspect you know i just feel like you need to
0: be tucked in and low i had a i built a really low profile boat blind a few years back and in the right circumstances it hit awesome and i had ducks finish great but i didn't notice a whole lot better um like i didn't notice birds finishing that much better than i did versus like what my big boat is now Mm -hmm. especially if there was any kind of front cover like
2: yeah
0: it's almost better now than it was with that little one so i think the key is like just they they see something they just need to not recognize it as danger and there needs to be some shadows on it and needs to be broken up Yeah, then you're fine like if you can take the a-frame or a panel bind and like brush that sucker up so it just looks like a big clump well you're probably okay but if you have you know two layouts stuck in the field and just looks like a big hump mm-hmm. they're probably going to be like oh, i don't know and you're going to see them skid around you at 60 they won't flare necessarily but they're going to not come in so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm i just I'm, i don't love field hunting very much anymore
3: i don't either i mean it's like you know i do it like i, said, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite but like um but you know i just prefer like uh, an older guy told me when i was younger than the hunt that, you know, you're not on a a true duck hunt unless unless the bird hits the water, so, (laughs) you know, but, you know, but but I do it uh, when we go up north, but to me, it's just, there's just so many other variables that make water hunting more excited, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. from a boat, being in a boat to, you know, I don't know, but, you know, but there's also people that probably say the same thing about, you know, water hunting, so.
0: -hmm. Oh, for sure.
3: So life would be. I do know. Life would be pretty boring if we all love the same things.
0: I'm glad that not everybody wants to hunt the same place as I do. So I don't. (laughs) I'm not going to worry about it. You know, it's interesting when you're saying that, like, you know, you do field hunt and all that, and you know, sometimes you use mojo's or whatever. It's interesting that like a lot of people complain about technology, and I don't love technology coming in to hunting, but at the same point in time. Man, I got a fancy boat. I got top-notch clothes. I got great decoys. I've got. Um, I'm using my phone to, you know, Onyx to scout and Google Maps, and I'm doing all this and that. So, like, I definitely utilize technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the difference that I like to personally draw is where the success of the hunt, the birds, are not. Where I still have to have skill, and not an object or something like that, can't overtake the skill that you have to put in or learn. If that makes sense, you know, like I feel like a mojo is taking the place of being in the right spot and learning how to duck call and learning how to hide. Mm -hmm. A mojo kind of negates some of that, so that's why I personally don't like that. But I do use technology and. And I always laugh. I mean, I'm sure you guys, Ryan. I know you know who Kirk McCullough is, mm-hmm. and Bill, you might not, but
1: no, I, have made, a, I have a basic idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, he made a ton of of some of the first, probably some, probably the first timber hunting videos back in the late '80s, I would guess, early '90s, whatever it was. And so, yeah. and he's recently kind of a on social media, and he always, I feel like his posts are always really kind of fuddy-duddy about technology and about how we never hunted with Gore-Tex and we never hunted with we had blue jeans and jackets and this and we never had a fancy headlights or GPS I'm like well yeah that's true you you didn't hunt with that because it didn't exist but the minute that that stuff existed like you certainly incorporated a motorboat into your hunting mm-hmm. arsenal and you incorporated a better duck call as soon as that was available. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to it's hard to look back and compare now to then in some of these ways because it's not the same. Things weren't available. Um, but you know, everyone can pick what they want to do and how you want to do it. Um, so I just kind of laugh at you know you've got extremes of like someone yeah, like I that who's
3: I've I've I had, I've seen that stuff that he's posted before. I think that's just a lot of, you know, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of patting his own back about stuff. But like, you know, but you know, the thing is like, you know, yeah, you might not have done that stuff because it didn't exist. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I wore, you know, we all wore neoprene waiters for years because better waiters didn't exist.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what you had. That was your option. That, that,
3: that was the option. You
0: know, but if you were to, Come bring me some breathables when yeah. I was uh, 20 years old. Those neoprenes were going in the garbage quick.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you know, and in, in a few years ago, when the like the banded waders first come out, like I was probably one of the last people to get them. Like, you know, I just I just don't like fads and all that. And I thought, oh, that's just kind of. I'm the same. It's just kind of trendy, and you know, and everybody's got to have the banded waders. I'm gonna wear them. Well, I had my Cabela neoprenes. And, and anyway, I don't remember what it was like, but. We were going to hunt from one place to another, and I didn't have my waiters with me. And somebody said, "Well, you can, I've got an extra pair of these banded ones; you can just wear them." And you know, I put those on, and, and, and I, it was like I saw Elvis. <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> it, it was just, it was just awesome. And, I mean, I've never looked back since. You know, like, you can So, so Once it, you've done it,
0: you can't. Yeah, I
3: mean, you just you will never wear neoprene again after you wear you know the these nice. Breathable breathable.
2: I mean, there's, there's no way.
3: I mean, it, there's really no. It doesn't feel a whole lot different than wearing a bibs. So
0: no, basically the same, yeah. exactly the same.
1: Am I am I yeah. weird that I think that neoprenes are more comfortable than? Oh, oh yeah, Already? yeah. <laughs> if
0: you you haven't even worn okay when yeah. you come hunt when you come this you year, can't I'm gonna bend. have
1: you, they don't they don't they don't flex. Well, because you're not you're, you're you
0: weren't wearing ones that were tall enough or something. Okay, maybe that's what it enough. is.
1: Maybe maybe they've never been adjusted tall enough.
0: Yes. Like you want I, them, I like,
3: promise you, something is not right.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you think you the want them to be, to be a work. little bit, like I know what you're saying because yeah, like the neoprene stretches,
1: but neoprene gives. So if I'm doing yeah, if I'm doing my yoga and the duck blind in the morning, I gotta. It's
0: gotta yes. give with when, me. When you do that, <laughs> you need neoprene for sure no doubt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: well that, I, that's the uh, first person i've ever heard say that neoprene's are more comfortable so.
0: <laughs> i remember when you said that last year and i was like man you are on crack like we'll get you i'll get you set up with some okay. ones that fit try
1: same. to try to convert me because right now they're just i don't know i'll guarantee you i've been wearing do. neoprene waiters too for well, let's see. We're talking about all things in the past, Uh so probably twenty-five years. So maybe I'm just mm-hmm. used to it. Maybe I'm the old grumpy guy now that wants his old Browning A five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In waiters.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's something else. I mean, that's one of those changes that's been positive for hunting. It's more comfortable. Let's people stay out longer. Let's you walk farther. Yada yada yada. So.
3: But then, in yeah. hindsight, on that, you can take it like, you know, because. You know, we've been wanting, and you know, we've talked a little bit about, about you know where we think hunting will be in twenty years, and yeah, and you know, and I say, uh, and you'd be a fool to anybody be a fool to say they don't really have concerns. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and one of my biggest the point that I'm getting at here is is the thing that concerns me the most about where hunting will be in twenty years is the amount of pressure that that we put on these birds now, and we go from spinners mm-hmm. which you know, I'm not a big spinner fan. I, I do hunt over them from time to time because, you know, I hunt with a group of friends and, you know, and it's not always my decision whether we hunt with them or we don't, you know. You know, and, you know, two reasons for me. My number one reason I believe I, I, I despise the spinners is I hate having things to fool with.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, yeah. We talked you know, about that the other day. Like That's, totally know, I totally agree. Like
3: making sure batteries are charged or, you know, Having to make sure you don't step on wings and and I don't I just then you do set them out you know one of them might float into a decoy and the wing sits there and flaps the bill of the decoy and you got to get out there and I like, I just hate having that kind of stuff but um but also what I was getting at is you know we say that that waders and stuff will make you be able to stay out longer but you know that's not good either because you know the more hours <laughs> yeah. you're putting in the field the more stress you're putting on the birds yeah mm-hmm. you know like and if the more comfortable you are you're you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine to sit there all day long
0: yeah and hang out
3: and yeah, that's true that's just more pressure on the birds, so like you know, I'm just looking at it at all angles but but for sure, like you know the spinners i think is you know definitely one of the you know and it,
0: it was a it was a definite change it changed the way hunting occurred, yeah for sure. Waiters didn't change that. Um, even better, duck calls haven't changed that. Mm-hmm. But a, a, a spinner—I mean—that really changed duck hunting. It changed success. It changed places you could hunt. It—it it made a big difference. Yeah, um, it's, it's and it that. brought people. It brought people into hunting that probably weren't going to hunt before because now they had more success, or it kept them in hunting because now they yeah. had more success and
3: mm-hmm. I'd always like to you see know, like, like a survey done on that. Cause you know, I've heard people say that before and you know, I don't know if it's the case or not. Like, you know, I mean, I have a weird way of looking at things, but you know, like, I mean, if, if hunting wasn't something you were really interested in, like how would you even know that the spinners were successful? I
0: think Probably. it's people that did it casually. Now all of a sudden Well, this kind of leads into something else I wanted to talk to perfectly is how people have changed in hunting and how a spinner made people successful, which makes them feel better so they can put bigger pictures up of more ducks they shoot and they can feel like they're more of a celebrity in the hunting world because all of a sudden now them and their group go and they shot 25 greenheads. They did it in 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, not that definitely success and pile pictures and all that were always a thing, but the advent of social media and all that, I mean, man, that, that changed, I think the motives for hunting in that time timeframe and, and has still, they're still changed um, from having a good hunt and yeah, you could brag about it with your buddies, but now now you have a good hunt and like you're bragging about it to the world. And that has kind of become the goal. I think in a lot of people's eyes is being able to do that.
3: Yeah. I I mean, I agree. I mean, I feel like social media and all this is, you know, it's pretty, you know, it's turned duck season into the season of hate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, it is it's sad to say, but like, you know, I mean, I, I like to take pictures of hunts, um, but you know, it, it's, it's not to share. It's just, it's just like anything else. I feel like social media has just made waterfowl hunting, hunting into a competition.
0: You know? You know, and it's weird. I think it's a competition, and, and I will say that there's always been the competition between hunters. I mean, I remember before, social media that you know we always like we're better no one else knows how to duck on yada yada like i think that's always existed somewhat
3: it has I like one
0: some- thing that i think that's really different is that not that not that people saying that oh yeah we're good Yeah, we're good hunters we know what's going on we know how to do it but people want to be the best they want to be known as the best and they want to be famous for it and they think they're the best and I was thinking about this the other day is that it's weird because like you will never have a eighteen year old kid that plays basketball for his uh high school team ever say that he's a better basketball player than Michael Jordan or Zion Williams or whoever the new LeBron or whoever is out there now or football player that's never gonna be a better i'm a better quarterback than so-and-so like that doesn't happen but yet you get that all the time and you people try to develop that on hunting all the time on social media and it's strange because there's clearly a ton of people who aren't on social media that are major killers and there's people that are on social media that are major killers and the like hunting doesn't have a way to like regulate that or gauge it there's something where people disconnect from Mm -hmm. what what is real and what else is going on where they just are automatically the best at these things. And that's one of the things I think that's just super strange. And I mean, I I'm sure I did it. I know I did it back in the day where I thought I knew more than everybody who hunted and no matter how much, I don't how know, much it's time just they different. spent on it's it. It's just
3: different. Like, you know, I remember in the mid nineties when, you know, like we were older mentors started taking this, you know, he he told me, he said, you know, there's three things that will come between, Friends, and and he said, just oh, this will always be a lesson. He said, ducks, money, and female anatomy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
3: But, you know, so I mean, yeah, it's, but, but, but it's still just, it's, it's different, you know, like back then, you know, you might lose a friend over a hunting spot, you know, somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, you took a friend somewhere, then you heard, you went back and took a couple guys a couple days later, you know, but now, I mean, to me, it's just, um, but I mean, but society is this way in general. It's just constantly trying to outdo, outdo the next person.
0: And, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And well, and the part of the problem, too, is that people see, I think there's social gain, there's social, social status gain in that. And I think people see monetary gain in it as well. And it's come through, I mean, it's come through the advent of the influencer-type idea that that's something that you're going to make money on and be famous, and you're going to have free hunts and all that. You know, of course, that was never, I mean, that wasn't yeah. even possible for us back even 20 years ago.
3: Yeah, there was the whole pro staff, you know, the...
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was so different, staff, though, too. Still
3: different, but- but yeah, and like saying, and you know, and we talk about this a lot, too, Like, is the, you know, the influencers and social media. And, you know, I mean, I get it that like sex sells, that you know, but, you know, so I guess in a way I saying that it's like, you know, these companies to me are going to have to do a better job of portraying the, 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 mm-hmm. the nostalgic and the historic aspect of our sport. For it to be good in twenty years, but but just hiring pretty girls and just and all that to to represent their brand, like and what I don't get is, you know, and this is kind of me being an old fuddy-dud too, but like you know, I mean, I, you know, I know I have friends all across the country in in every aspect of the the waterfowl and, and like I don't know one person that is impressed or in, or influenced by seeing a pretty girl representing, you know, old and mm-hmm. and all that. So, but obviously like these companies are doing it because it's successful, but I guess that shows to me that they're marketing to a younger generation because, you know, I mean, I just don't know any experienced hunter that is going to be like, you know, you know, that, that girl right there knows brand new waiters, you know,
0: she's never been in the mud. Me, yeah. She, well, you exactly, she's
3: convinced me that that's what I need to buy.
0: I won't even, I won't even say it's just pretty girls. I mean, there's a large enough group of dudes that are on any of these social media things that are every bit not as legit as some of those girls.
3: Probably so. so. Yeah, I
0: just it doesn't it doesn't stop with just women. Yeah, it's, I just want the women aspect yeah. of it
3: because of just the
0: the women get a, a bad rap because it it tends to be more obvious. Yeah, and which I think you know, and, but
3: actually, and it's just that it's just the the sex part of it, you know, sex sales part. Of it, the reason, I'm yeah, it just women. shows
0: it's in your face and it's blatant.
3: Exactly because you know I know some I know some girls that I would put up that love to go duck hunting. Kyle Jones's wife, Lex, or I'm not sorry, not his wife, his fiance Lex. Like, I mean. That gum, I mean, she'll she'll out hunt, you know, a lot of guys that I know. And when it comes to mm-hmm. putting in the work, like, um, I mean, she'd be up and out of if I, you know, called her one day and said, "Hey, Lex, I need help, you know, redoing the decoys and all that." I mean, she'd be hammered down. All right, let's go. You know, I mean, she's, you know, so, you know, I don't get in. I'm not one. I'm I'm not a um, somebody that looks down on. Women hunting that I mean, to me, if you to me, if you want to no, hunt, there's
0: definitely women who enjoy it, exactly. and love it, and if you want
3: to, if you want to be, want to be a woman that's a duck hunter, just be a just be some, a person that's going duck hunting. You don't
0: have to be a woman that's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah or a, a yeah. model. It's just different. I mean, it it clearly has its benefits for people.
4: Yeah.
0: So I always like to just. I mean, I'm I'm actually more annoyed by the guys that fake it, that pretend to be these dudes when really they're essentially tag alongs no more anything else but they happen to have some pictures or they bought a bunch of followers or they did some social media trick online um to get a bunch of followers and and then somehow they're thought of as a big hunter And so there's i mean there's just as many of those yeah, that's but cool. what's weird is that that's the motive now is for a lot of this hunting stuff is that like it's not to go out and have a good time it's
3: I mean, it's too... would all these people spend all the money to go to, to Canada and put in all the work if if they weren't allowed to take pictures?
1: Yeah, that that I've wondered I, that. That's a, that's a great well, question that I've wondered a lot.
2: You know,
0: I've had that conversation with so many people. I'd, I'll guarantee you that if you wanted, if somehow Fish and Wildlife Service wanted to cut the number of duck hunters by twenty five percent at least, they could outlaw posting pile picks and outlaw and quit banding and making all bands have to be to return to the the bander.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I honestly think you would lose 25% of duck hunters. I think they would just quit because I think that is enough of their motive for hunting is that little thing. Those two things combined that that would, they would be gone and done with the game. You wouldn't, you would never hear from them again.
3: You're probably right. I know last year in Canada, there was, um, you know, we were going to, we were picking up all of our stuff and we had all the birds piled up and it was one of those deals, like if we'd have taken an extra 10 minutes, you know, we might not have made it back to, um, south of Saskatoon or to a little restaurant that we go to if we'd have taken the 10 minutes to take a picture. So we didn't even bother with taking the picture because we were more worried about missing the breakfast in, at the restaurant. Yeah you know like
0: yeah that and i I just can't imagine i
3: just can't imagine that there's probably just not too many that are doing that
0: no there's not i mean like i i love to have a photo i'm sitting in a room full of photos of some of my best hunts and i love it for that reason but it isn't it isn't something that i want i don't feel like i need like i used to post everything Like the minute i got done with the hunt boom photo one myspace if that really wants to date (laughs) you Or, or, um, Facebook and I just quit doing that. And, you know, now I like to do it occasionally to tell a story yeah. related to that hunt or whatever it is, but man, like it's just, I think it's, I think the motives have changed and it's driven by other hunters and it's driven by hunters who say they hate it as part of it. That's part of the problem. Cause everybody does it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's. The well, social media thing is so big, and honestly, a guy could probably talk about that for two hours nonstop.
3: And again, and- like I said, I don't, like, I, I'm always worried that I'm going to sound hypocritical because, you know, I mean, I've got a very active Instagram page. And, but, you know, I, I, I feel like I do it for a different reason, though. Like, you know, I, you know like one of the things that I want to do for the hunters and 20 years from now is, you know, I think it's important to, to promote the history of the sport. And, you know, and that's one of the, aspects that i'm in so like you know that's why i post so many old hunting pictures and 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 stuff that i do and and there's another thing is like go back and you know i mean i can show you hunting pictures and stuff from the the early 1900s so everybody's always wanted to take pictures
0: oh yeah Um, that's not
3: it's just it's just what the 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 at the end of the day it's just like the purpose of the the picture you know i mean i take Uh, yeah i don't you know most all my hunts but you know because i go to put them in a photo album
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, for not, sure. It's
3: not to put on Facebook or on Instagram. I, I might post one every once in a while, but like you say, I mean, I put a I put a picture it's on a there. Story. To, I put a picture on there today of uh, this morning of me, mm-hmm. and my youngest son Harper holding some birds. Like, yep. you know, t- to me that's just I don't know. I, I saw that picture of my my photo album this morning, and it's like my heart just melted. Like,
0: I mean, that's the stuff that it's about. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think. I think um, old things in the past tend to get romanticized a bit you know like we could say oh those guys were just hunting just for this or that reason but you know they're they were doing it for a lot of the same reasons i mean they wanted to kill limit, they wanted to be able to tell the buddies back at wherever they hung out that they shot them so it's not it's not different they were wearing probably you know what they thought to be the top of the line clothing back for the day or whatever they could that was best to keep them warm you know, so it's 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 similar to us but it's just a different
3: time Yeah, and you know and the other thing is, is you know, just as we think that everything's changed you know i mean i can bring back pictures to show you that, that you know things haven't changed as much as we think because you know i can i can Mm-mm. show you pictures from 100 years ago about a group of buddies holding a bunch of pictures and they're doing it all with a dead powder can you know the you know, dead powder was what the, uh, they used to use to the, the hold their own shotguns. So it was almost like they were doing a pro staff picture for the Dead Shot Powder Company.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it's like you see that all the time.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree. It's it, it's changed, but the a lot of it's the same. I think maybe, so let me, I should rephrase some things we said. The motives maybe haven't changed, but the ability to amplify them if that makes sense mm-hmm. is different now i mean just the reach and any any random person i mean there could be a dude who started duck hunting 1 year ago and that guy could reach 3 4 or 5000 people possibly very easily with a certain photo or a certain text or who knows whatever and and that just was not possible for the average duck hunter before and so it's so different now in that respect yeah, sure. so that's maybe Maybe one of the real big things that that's changed more than anything the way to look at it. Cause yeah. I absolutely agree that those guys were they were the same as us.
3: Yeah.
0: Just they just didn't have as nice a clothes.
3: <laughs> yeah. They just weren't as comfortable. <laughs> and they weren't eating Haribo gummy bears, you know. <laughs>
0: oh. I now that I feel sorry for them for <laughs> not being able to experience Haribos. Oh. Yeah. Oh. that's a shame
1: so you know in in our days of hunting like i just kind of started writing down some of the stuff we're talking about like what has changed has been mechanical decoys um gear obviously is a big one social media what change do you guys foresee any changes in the future like in the next 5 10 20 years 30 years like do you think they'll be i know the gear is going to get better i don't know how but it's going to get better. I guess the biggest question I'm asking, do you guys foresee any, um, like, another new mojo? Or, some, you know, the short-read goose call, uh, you know, back in the late 90s, you know, like, that was a game changer. Like, where do you think the next change lies?
3: Man, that's a great question. This, mm-hmm.
1: you, know, you know, the hard part about answering that is,
0: is if we knew... We wouldn't say it in this forum <laughs> yes. because it would be, it would be making us rich, yeah. mm-hmm. but I do not know it. Um, I feel like at this point it's going to be more, uh, gradual incremental changes to things already existing.
1: Um, okay. So like perfecting.
0: Yeah, materials, to... materials will get better for clothing. Like, Insulation, ge- yeah. Gear is an easy
1: one to think. Like it's just gonna get drier, warmer, yeah. More mobile.
0: Um, you know, maybe something that could change, and it's been the thought has been out there for a long time. And man, I used to really think it was a thing. But maybe maybe paints on decoys or decoy textures. Um, because there's clearly a difference between a live duck. And a decoy, I mean, like if if you have a dog and you set a live duck out in the water and a decoy, like the dog knows immediately which one to go get. I've done the same thing with, um, with cats and like take like a fake mouse and drag it across the floor. Like they're just like, whatever, like they know. Mm -hmm. But when they see a real one, I mean, they're on it. Mm -hmm. So there's something different there that if somehow someone could replicate that and Different paint companies have tried over the years. I think with pretty limited to no success on that. Yeah. I've never noticed it myself. The
1: flocking was supposed yeah. to be the big game. Blocking was
0: one, and it—you know—that's arguable whether that's yeah. beneficial or not. The UV paints—I've never seen that. I've never noticed that to be really yeah. a game changer.
3: Exactly. Um, and I say, and I think so much of this decoy technology coming, you know, that's out there is. You know, it's just a, it's a, it, it's it's not needed to kill ducks. You know. I mean, no,
0: it, it's not. I mean, I, I mean, you can certainly kill them with whatever.
3: You know, I mean, I know a lot of people. You know, down here they might hunt over a thousand black jugs, and you know, and these are good, experienced hunters that have, you know, high, high success. You know? Oh yeah. So you know, I think a lot of it's just got to do with this, you know, to me the decoy game is. It's just got to do with size and color, you know? I mean, I've, yeah. I fly my drone around a lot, and, um, you know, if you, know, you hunt hunting
0: the muddy water, like, we prefer, you can't even see a hen decoy at 100 yards. Yeah, it just blends right in. It
3: just blends right in. Right?
0: I think it's, I think the, de- I mean, I think that's an, an opportunity where there could be advancement um, yeah. if you can truly replicate feathers. I think that would be different. Um, but otherwise, man, I don't. I, mean, I don't think like, as far as like a technique yeah. or
4: something like that. I honestly have nothing to add to this because like to me,
3: you know, I feel like clothes and like, how do you, how do you make them better than what they are?
0: Like right you know, now, thinner, diff- uh, I mean, there's probably different ways. I mean, but you know, people, I mean, Jesus, we probably thought that when I was wearing a game hide, yeah, and, and,
4: cotton, you, know, and you know, cotton
0: jacket yeah. twenty or twenty five years
1: ago. I thought that the first time I put on my first neoprene waiters. I'm not gonna get any better, better than this. Yeah, I the top wore of the, the uh, top of line. I wore the canvas ones, well, rubber first, and yeah, then canvas. Rubber. I had rubber. Yeah. I had rubber hip boots.
3: I had those. Those I guess it was canvas. Those red balls. Was it red?
0: Yep. Was the- yep. Red ball. Yeah,
3: those were my first
0: ones. I had those too. I thought those were sweet. But <laughs> so that was just because you could then go in the water with your dad. So Yeah. That was what I thought it was
1: cool. I uh I feel like there could be a, a change. I don't know, this is like something that's on my mind. I have no idea how to do it, but maybe this is just fun to talk about for a show. But I feel like that change could maybe be in some form of like a hologram of I birds of coming into too. your spread. I don't know how it's gonna be done and this is kind of back to the future like kind of fun future forecasting but i just feel like someday in very well in our lifetimes there's going to be some form of like hologram of those five birds coming in or a tornado of snow geese coming in or something like that mm-hmm. i think it will be quickly outlawed too if it if it actually happens but yeah. i feel like some kind of a hologram like you know the snow goose hunters are using those are they called vortex
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um,
1: I feel like it'll be something like that that is like maybe an actual like decoy but then each decoy portrays out like a hologram of more or mm-hmm. lighting like lights hologram, lights, lighting something Just like a, that I feel like you is know where what? the change is coming
0: It already actually would be illegal because you can't use artificial lights Ah, uh, <laughs>
1: yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. But I have
0: thought of something like that too whether it would work or not
3: Yeah, I have too but it, I'm telling you boys if it comes to that
0: Uh, well would you have guessed mojos would have someone having 25 uh, mojos in a spread would be a thing uh, no but but, so (laughs) you know that's think of think of the people that are that are desperate enough to shoot ducks that will do that and they'll turn to more it's just more gear more gear more gear more gear you know like oh we didn't get them this day we need more of this we need more of that it's not like okay what can we change to fix things it's i need to I need to buy more Mojos. I need to. You didn't charge your batteries. You need different wings on them or whatever it is? There's all that stuff. So people would buy it. I'll guarantee if it was legal and it oh, worked, yeah. someone I mean, would buy it.
3: You know, uh, 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 I think a duck hunter is worse than a, a guy buying fishing tackle. Like,
0: no, oh, for sure. <laughs> or they're the same. At least the same.
3: Yeah, like you know, whatever the new gimmick is is, um, you know. I mean, I always like you know July. when usually about this time of year is when you know final flight starts getting their new shipments in of everything for the year and i yeah. usually make a trip down you know i usually go to the club you know the first of august and everything when they get everything stocked up and just look around to see what all the new stuff is you know like because
0: oh you got it. you know i
3: don't i'm, I'm odd in the way you know i don't watch a whole lot i mean of it's videos
0: it's or, it, or, it's part of the, or, the game i think too like i enjoy it like i think it's kind of fun i mean obviously i work for a company that makes the stuff yes. so i love it but i mean i mean like when those catalogs came out like that was one of the coolest i mean like bill like when we at cabela's, how how sweet was it when the waterfall catalog came out and we for got cabela's. to see like the new yeah for Cabela's, that was the new stuff yeah. that we we're getting or at. max
1: yeah. like max, or max too like max at cabela's well you yeah. know you and i worked together back in that day at cabela's yeah Or with Max, I honestly can remember getting the new Max catalog and going over to your house that evening, knowing you also got it on the same day and we looked through it together.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was like, it's a cool, like gear is a cool thing. I mean, I'm to the point now where it's getting to be that time of year where my elk hunts are not even two months away and I'm starting to go through my things and think of what I need and what else could I use. So like all that, like gear is a cool thing. I mean. It's fun, like you know, like I, I don't know. I, I'll never like down someone for buying new stuff. No, but,
3: absolutely not. But you can't. I want to, but I don't think because... I don't
0: think what you want to do is let gear be the um, the reason you're successful or not, because that's typically not going to be the real reason why you're successful. Or not. Yeah.
1: In in the, talking about the future, then where do you, do you think social media will change? Uh, yeah, I don't know, not man. I, will that cancer just continue to spread, or will people step back a little bit? I don't
0: think so. I think it. What it did is it it brought a, a level of coolness to hunting, kind of a hipness that wasn't maybe there before. And you know, who wants? Who's going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do something that's cool. I don't want it to be cool. I don't want to be part of that. Some and it's always gonna it's gonna be driven by younger people because that's kinda who's going for that. Yeah. And there's always new younger people coming up, so I don't I don't see it changing, honestly. Yeah. Unless like the social media companies just outlaw it, but then you know, another a different one will pop up for hunters and that's just where everybody will go then. So
1: Or maybe I think Ryan said, or maybe the marketing geniuses of our sport <laughs> change the game, then it will change. But
0: I don't think all but it's, it's not all just marketing. Some of it is. I mean, like some of the influencer thing is, but a lot of that though I mean, if you look at the big brands, not a lot of that going on. There's some and there's some where it's where it makes sense.
3: You know what my but biggest you're
0: not you're not seeing like you know, a lot of that comes from the up and coming type Things, and they're going to do whatever they can to claw their way to get that att- attention. So I don't think, I don't think you'll see it go completely away
3: yeah.
0: in that respect.
3: I was just sitting here thinking about the social media thing, and you like feel as a photographer, you like one of the biggest things that like <laughs> irritates me about social media is. Staged hunting photos. Oh, <laughs> you know, or you got the guy leaning up against a tree, blowing on the duck call, pointing up in the air.
0: Yeah, you know, and stuff like, like that stuff like, doesn't ever happen.
3: That and it's yeah.
0: just, I, I and man, I hope that my photos never look like that. No,
3: like, and that's what I appreciate about your work. And um, and you know, Seth Dort, she's a club member of ours, and, and
2: yep, I know Seth.
3: He's a great guy, and he's a great photographer, but like. It's cool, you know, like, um, he might go hunting with us one morning, and, five, and at 5 o'clock at night, you know, he'll text me some hunting photos from that day. Like, I didn't even know he took them. You know, like, he said. Me- oh,
0: yeah, that's the only way to do it.
3: Exactly. And that's because the I-
0: minute someone knows the is on them. It all changes. It, they everybody changes, unless you're like super, super used to it. Yeah,
3: but it, but he sent a picture of me last year blowing my, you know, I was looking up blowing my duck call and all that. Like, like you would, I would have never have posed for that picture if somebody would ask me to. I'd be like, no. But I thought, and it would
0: have looked different. It would known. It
3: would have looked different, and but I thought, man, how cool is that that he took that picture and sent it to me, and I didn't even know that he was taking it. Like, or like mm-hmm. and he was just a, a spot away from me.
1: Yeah. know what my first image that comes in my mind when Ryan tells that story is, Phil, you've been practicing photography since you and I first started hunting together. And when we were younger, I'm not going to lie, we staged up some photos. And if you looked at them, they just looked like trash. But the first image Mm -hmm. I remember is, do you remember that shot you got of a couple of us goose hunting together in Rochester in a pit? And I don't remember if a goose honked or something, but it got both of our attention do you remember you who and, was in it me and it was you me and koi yep okay and someone actually, else took the picture didn't say you didn't they used your camera I, I remember was it. in it yeah so it's you, know me it you, you me and you we will not mention that what's that <laughs> it, we, you know who took the picture we just won't mention it <laughs> it was you me and koi and like i say it was a honk it was something in it got our attention and someone yep. snapped a picture of our faces yeah and I just, I don't know, I love that picture. I always have. Yeah, I that, still, I have it. I had it framed. Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, like that, that was like the first real Oh, was yeah. it?
0: That was on film. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that was a good picture. That's something, and that, that's there's
2: something a, you just can't
3: replicate, you know?
0: No, authentic, authenticity. Yeah. Like, you just can't. You can't put that into a, a photo like that. Yeah,
3: so. A few years ago, we had, is it Bill Buckley from?
0: Montana. Oh yeah, Bill's huge. I mean, yeah. he's like one of the
3: yeah,
0: all-time greats of the outdoor I, I photography know he was, world. but,
3: but um, he was down hunting with us and I remember him just, you know, talking about photography and and him saying that like, you know, if, if you take a picture of somebody blowing a duck call, that's not really blowing the duck call. You know, huh. you are going to know it.
2: Yeah. You can, yeah. You can look
3: <laughs> at that picture and tell whether he's somebody's blowing that duck call or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I you mean, know? You can even extend that into the the cases where you see someone p- blowing it backwards, and blowing it with their hand completely wide open, or completely closed, or yeah. two hands over. The I mean, those those are photos that.
3: Yeah. Photography. I've seen them get
0: used in in big publications, and you just kind of cringe when you see yeah. it. You go, oh my god!
3: That's that's not like capturing a moment. Photography is supposed to be capturing a moment.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I'll say there are instances because there's different there's different types of photography there's like i feel like what i'm doing is trying to catch what's going on as i'm actually hunting but then there's photos that are straight up for marketing and there's straight photos that are straight up for like editorial type things and so there's there's a difference um in terms of what someone is going for as the end goal but yeah like i don't have much interest in taking those other types of photos but there's definitely there's a need for them in in the world in whether it's magazines or catalogs or who knows what but mm-hmm. there's definitely a need for that kind of stuff but it doesn't it's not what interests me personally in the photography mm-hmm. world so
3: a cool but. picture i got a couple of years ago um kelly's youngest son kipton he's you know Kelly's got a Camera, you know, I don't know much about cameras, but you know, Kipton's. Um, I think he's going to be ten this year, but for the last couple of years, he'll just sit out there and just take pictures after pictures. Well, he's got the. He took the coolest picture. Uh, you know, I went to I went to retrieve a bird, and Seth went with me to be in the front of the boat to to do whatever he's doing with pictures, and and Kipton snapped a picture of us him doing that from the blind You know, me running the boat,
4: mm. and
2: yep.
3: and Seth and his element. You know, laying in front of the boat, taking a picture is just, it's just one of those, to me, it's just all about capturing the moment, you know? And, you know, and if stuff
0: that's going on. Yeah.
3: And if we'd have known that he was doing that, there's no way we would have, that would have been a cool picture.
0: Yeah. I would absolutely agree. That's a huge deal. Oh, heck. Um, I think we could, we could resume our talk about past versus present versus future on another, another date, even social media. Yeah. Because yeah, there's we, we, there's we a lot more to touch spend, on there sometimes. Definitely,
3: the road. Spend another episode talking about
2: you know, yeah, the for sure. Of the sport so
1: yeah, much. and again, if you post about this episode, which I'm sure you're going to, maybe in the comments, yeah. people throw down some stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, ask, as, past versus yeah.
1: present, what you've seen change. I don't know. I like reading the comments on the Shooting Time podcast yeah, Instagram page. I do too. I do too. And uh, I'd be curious to you know what some of the people that listen to this. Like, please voice your opinion. I want to read. Yeah. 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 I, just, I, said, I just want
3: to say, too, like, you know, all of this is, you know, my opinion, you know, comes from years of experience, like, Phil's, too, and, and Bill's, and, and, like, saying, but I don't ever want to come across as, like, putting somebody else down or, or even the slightest bit of coming across wrong. If, um, that's definitely not my intention. So if, if it ever does, like, that's not anything that I'm purposely meaning to do. <laughs> So I I think
0: any of us, as long as people are having fun doing their thing and that's keeping it real The goal. Yep. That's the deal.
3: I will say though, I'm um, I'm very passionate about this sport. So, you know, I can, I can get long winded on it sometimes. mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, and I think that being passionate about it is one of the reasons why maybe we do come off as almost like we're trying to defend it from something else that we don't want it to turn into. Yeah. That's that's, think
1: that's well said. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like know. because I do care so much about the act of duck hunting, like everything that goes into it. So I, you know, I, I do get pretty high strung when I have conversations I do too. With people I on mean, this stuff. So I
3: mean, it's you know, sad or you I know, mean, I don't know. If it could be sad to some people, but I mean, this is my only hobby. You know. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, it's my main one. That's for sure. Yeah.
3: But but as I say, like it's not all just. You know, just the hunting aspect. I mean, it's it's a year round thing for me, from you know, studying to collecting to everything. So, but it's all encompassing. To, it's a just one big deal. But like I say, but I don't deer hunt. I don't turkey hunt. And I don't bass fish. I don't golf. So, you know, I, maybe I need Duck to find man. some other hobbies. <laughs> I <don't know>. But
0: <laughs> uh, they're all just expensive too, just like this. So.
3: Yeah, and I get mushroom it, yeah.
1: hunting's cheap. Mushroom <laughs> hunting's a cheap one. There you
0: go. Yep, yeah, yeah, but I hate, okay. but
3: I hate mosquitoes. So. <laughs>
0: Man, well, let's uh, let's roll out of this and let's shut this thing down with one. Um, let's one of us go with our uh, things that Duck Hunters say today. I think I feel like Ryan has got something, and then we'll then we'll shut her down.
3: All right, the one thing or one of the things that Duck Hunter you always hear Duck Hunter say, and I, I figure you guys have heard this too. is... Look how bright
4: their legs are on that mallard. It's got to be a new duck.
0: (laughs) They came straight out of Canada. Like when they crossed that border. See, there's a...
1: Ryan, I'll clear that up for you. There's a subspecies of mallard ducks (laughs) that generally come down from the North Pole. (laughs) And they have orangier legs. That's what I've heard. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Known
0: as northerns. The, the true, northern.
1: the true northern mallards.
0: Yeah. So, I, like, I I've got a little bit to say on this. Just again, uh, going to reference the retail life I used to live, and I'm really upset that I didn't ever write more of these down, like in a journal or a notebook or something. But man, the amount of times I heard people say, "Ooh, the northerns are down," or "I don't," this will bring the northerns on, or "I don't hunt till the northerns are down." Just like, I just, every time I heard, it, I was cracked up, but I specifically remember one time, uh, working at Cabela's in Otana and I was doing something on one side of a, an aisle and the coworker and friend, Sean, and he was kind of goofy in the first place. He's funny. He's probably listening to this. He's just a funny dude. And he was working on the other side and a guy came up and he and Sean happened to be in the duck call aisle. And a guy came up to him and said, you know, they were small talking. And he goes, well, what call do you recommend for Northern
4: Mallards?
0: (laughs) And we were, and I was right there. And I could see over the top. We could see each other. And Sean looked at me. I looked at him and I like basically busted out laughing without, without actually laughing. I'd like put my head down and kind of walk off. (laughs) And I could hear Sean kind of mumble (laughs) and stutter to try not to laugh. And he, and he like just went, I uh, tell you what, sir, I like this one right here. <laughs> it <grand>. it's hard. <laughs> Grabbed it off the call or off the shelf and gave it to the guy. Like, that's the best one for northern mallards right there. Oh, you know, as gosh. if it was like a totally different species of ducks. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that's funny. Because it, 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 I was laughing. Like, so what's a northern duck? Like, for me, living in South Dakota, ducks that grew, that lived here are just the ducks so like when they get to like <laughs> northern Nebraska are they so that's their northerns mm-hmm. but for me that was just the duck like it was just the local but now all of a sudden it's a northern so like yeah. I mean so it, I, it makes I, sense it's a bird so that migrated it, yeah. it indicates that a migration happened when all of a sudden you see new birds you know there's birds that weren't in other spots before but like so i guess up, down here so,
3: everything's a northern bird
0: yeah. Everything mm-hmm. for you as a northern. Like yeah. there's never not, you don't have local ducks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're always gonna have um I mean like it's been so beat up to like have the description of what actually causes that. You know, it's more testosterone and other stuff in their in their blood as they move and it makes their all their feathers better and their, their heads get bigger and their feet get brighter. And it's basically them preparing for um, Reproduction, like mating, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it, it's just, it's funny to hear. And I did, that's one of the better examples of things duck hunters say, in my yeah. opinion.
3: And I mean, I've heard that's, that for my entire career. Oh,
0: it'll like, never go away.
3: Yeah. And
0: it, just like a ducky day, like the rainy yeah, day, uh, it'll never, it'll never go away. You know, and I uh, think if,
1: go ahead.
3: No, um, yeah, go ahead.
1: I think if my dad was part of this conversation, he'd be arguing with us right now. Oh, yeah, for It'd sure. start with bullshit one time. Yep. Yeah, we saw these ducks yeah. that came in and that. Yada,
0: yada, yada. And I, so I mean, I, I wouldn't hear. say
3: like, sometimes, like, you know, I'm not referencing, or, or I'm just saying, speaking of just people I hunt with, like, you know, if we pick up a bird, we're like, man, look, at the, the, look how bright the legs are on that. But, you know, it, it's not saying... That's got to be a new duck because it's got red legs.
2: Yeah,
0: I noticed it. Like it's yeah. I mean, you kind of look notice everything about a duck. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily indicate yeah. he fresh fresh off the flight yeah. from Canada. I just got in. But
3: that was that was kind of the that aspect there of it is what I was re- referencing. Is yep. You know the I ones like man those. Are, you know the we've had to get a push because we had some we had some bright orange legs on some birds. Yeah,
0: they just got in mm-hmm. the water, does it too. The, the northern water, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So, like on that duck call, is it like was it laddered or it reached further north? Like, I
0: don't, I feel like it was a uh, um, not a Roy Road, maybe it was a Roy Roads call that he handed him, but yeah, wow, like I just wanted because I gave him shit when, when the guy left. So I'm like, dude, how did you not bust out laughing? <laughs> and you know, we it, it happened, it happened pretty commonly, so. Yeah, that was a good one. Cool. Well, let's uh, shut this thing down. Um, we will be back again next week. Again, reach out to us on one of the many channels that we have open, and we will uh, catch you all
1: Hey, I week. see one more thing before you go. Oh, I see the show's right. on yeah. Spotify now, right?
0: Yeah, it is on Spotify. Right on. Um, but everybody listening is already listening on that's some... That's true other place. Um, but now nah, if you got a friend who's Spotify specific in their podcast, listening, let them know they can They're find it. are in and YouTube. We'll we actually have a thing on YouTube too. If someone oh, doesn't nice. want to have a, so you can just go on the regular internet, YouTube and um, shooting time podcast. You can, there's a way to download it and just listen through a streaming player on there as well. So,
2: yeah.
0: um, so there's a couple options. Gotcha. So already, well, thanks yeah.
2: everyone for listening and we will, um, Catch you next week. See ya. Yep, take care.